Welcome to the Cats Pod. This is episode six. Feeling pretty good this week. Uh, ultimately, a great week for the Bobcats. I am joined here by my illustrious co-host, Eric Laver. How are you feeling today? Just a just a light golf clap. Yep. You know, got to show us support and appreciation for those guys handing us a fantastic W right now. Super happy. Couldn't have gone any better. Turned into a stress-free one. I mean, it, it Those really are my did. It was, it was like, it was stressful for a little bit there. I mean, I would say even going into the fourth quarter, there was, there was some stress involved in that fourth quarter for sure. Yeah. There uh, was a lot because it was only a four-point game at that point, right? But did it ever feel like we weren't going to win? I mean, Other than, you, you might have been more confident than me, but I was feeling like I didn't want things to fall apart because at the end of the day, it's always kids out there. Like, it's it's always, like, younger dudes out there on the field. So I don't want to count anything as, like, we are going to automatically come back every single time, especially when they have to travel to Sacramento. But I think it did end up being a great game for the Cats. They they showed their medal here. Especially, you know, Sac State, you got to give those guys credit. They're filling stadiums now. Mm-hmm. That is, that. I mean, it, it has, I mean, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. they've been, you know, progressively getting better. But I remember watching those games not that long ago where there was not very many people in there. And that thing, that thing was loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was plenty of the fans. The crowd showed there. up for that game, yes, for sure. Did. I think I think ESPN, too, has to have a lot to do with that. Like, getting national coverage on your games when your team is number four in the country for FCS, that has to bring a lot of the fans out there. Yeah, and especially when the number two team comes to town. Yep. That's going to bring more people out. You know, from the start of the game, we've been complaining all season long about special teams. Mm-hmm. Whether it's been the perennial miss kicks or last week it was, you know, once again, a fumble. This time we didn't get lucky enough to get it back. Yeah. You know, it depends who you ask. Whether it was or wasn't a fumble, it, it didn't look so much like a fumble. I think it looked like a little bit of horse pucky. Horse pucky. Horse pucky for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh but this this kicking issue's got to get figured out. I mean, I hate to put a damper on a good win, but that's six valuable points we lost yeah. off easy kicks. I mean, it could have mattered a lot. I guess if the first the game one didn't end up the way it did. The first one was a, I guess, a bit of a longer kick, but that I mean, it was I think it was thirty two and then forty five for the second one. He had two tries. Yeah, but it was from fifty and then forty five. Yeah. And in college, that's that's a long distance. It but is. he's got the leg for it. That's what's that's what's so challenging about talking about this kicker is because he has the leg for it. He has the athleticism for it. It's just something's going on. We need to bring in season two Ted Lasso sports psychologist is what I want to do. hundred percent. I think what is what was her name? Uh, Doctor. <laughs> I can't remember. Doc, is it? I can't. I think it's like Cheryl or something. I can't remember. But I think we need to bring in that psychologist if she can handle 
Ted Lasso's problems, I think she can handle our 6'9 kicker's problems, and I think she would completely alleviate it. Well, first off, Ted Lasso has no problem. Ted Lasso. I mean, he's got a lot of problems. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, this, we gotta get this kicking game figured out. I mean, I, I don't know that we can afford to do that against Idaho. And especially once we get into the playoffs and everything, six points is that's valuable Mm. and thankfully they took control of the game and those six points didn't cost me the over and the spread like I was a bit concerned about at halftime you were getting mad at me at half yes because I actually bet this week and I bet the over and I think at halftime you were like why did you have to ruin the over (laughs) and I was like dude I did not ruin the over in my head internally I was like half waffling between I think I really am a curse, personally. <laughs> I think I have these demons inside of me, and I am a curse. And then, finally, the second half started, and I was like, I'm not a curse, I'm the champion, okay? <laughs> but, once again, I hope I hope people are tailing my bets, because 100% again this week. The point spread and the over. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Um, before we get into the positive, like the real positives of the game... I think we've got to bring up one more thing and that this lack of pressure in this game was evident they gave him so much time yeah so much time to find open receivers that he didn't deserve to have i mean the the i still think the secondary does a good job but they can't cover him forever i mean they're was, bound to yeah it was really surprising that there wasn't more pressure on bennett and he still didn't have, like, a monster game. I'm not looking at his stats right now. I don't know what he actually ended up with. He probably, I mean, he picked up quite a few yards through the third and fourth. Yeah, that, that last drive counted for a lot of them. But mm-hmm. he went 26 of 42 for 234, a touchdown, and two picks. Now, that stat line, aside from the two interceptions, is a little better than he played. Mm-hmm. But it's because of the lack of pressure. I mean, but, like, if you would have thought before the game, if we gave him that much time, how many yards and touchdowns do you think he would have? It would have been a ton. Yeah. I mean, I still think that's maybe... It's more than he, he should have had. Yeah. We got to get back there. We got to get him down. So those are my two negative takeaways. Or yeah. no, We're not getting the pressure we need to get in the backfield. And we're not... We're not hitting on special teams like we need to. These are just things that could like snowball yeah. as the season goes along and turn into major problems when we face really tough teams when it becomes playoff time. And yeah. when the games like really, really matter, that's when yeah. these small, they may seem small now, but these gripes are going to come back up. Right. For sure. And the better quality teams you play, the less room for error there is and we just played a quality team well you know i've said all the whole time we've been doing this podcast that i didn't i thought sac state was overrated we showed that you know we scored 42 points should have been 48 points and this this is a really quality big win i mean they were playing prevent defense on that last drive Mm -hmm. so it really wasn't a close game and they you know, Sac State is a young, hungry team with a what I think is probably a, a real quality coach. I think they're they're gonna be 
they're going to be at the top for a while. Yeah. But there's, it's I just I don't know a, how fair it is to say this is like a blowout, though. Like, it's not a, not blowout. a blowout, but like, to say that it's a quality win in this way, I, I think it was, it was a super close game for most of it. I think yeah. that most of the time, Sac State was really going back at them. I don't, you don't think much of them, but like, their defense in the first half was really locking in on us. And neither of the the offenses were doing well at all. And then in the second half, their offense was kicking, but it wasn't enough to keep up with what the Bobcats already have. Well, and I guess what my point is, is that the better team pulled away. They just couldn't yeah. keep up with them for, for a full game. Yeah, and, and the I offensive think, line prevailed too. Yeah, I think that really... That I think this was a kind of a statement. You go out there, and you you beat this team, and you show, you know, we're your rankings be darned, we're better than you, and we deserve this spot. And I mean, South Dakota State barely won today. Mm -hmm. We're gunning for those boys. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a big deal that the Bobcats went in there. A quality team, a championship-level team, is a team where when everything's not going right, when you have a couple mishaps, when you're slow and you're on the road, and you come, you come back to your own, and you actually find that level, and you find out how to win in like a grittier game, Oh, I think that sure. really makes you a championship team, and I think that's what the Bobcats showed today. I think so, too. And especially, like what you're saying, Sean Chambers throws that. Was it that pick? Yeah, the pick on the, the trick play. They the turned around. The pick on the trick play. Yeah. Oh. And, that, I mean, that's just, you know, I they, that is what it is. But, they, yeah. you know, the defense goes back out there, and they immediately get it back. You know, yeah. we, the first drive we have – the first drive, yeah. You don't need to rehash it much, but just some big losses that we had to make up for. Yeah, you know, they get the ball back, and the first thing they do, you know, for us is to throw an interse- interception return touchdown yeah. to Joe Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, I think the defense showed up in a big way throughout the first half. And they made a lot of things happen for us. And then the offense showed up in the second half. And the defense helped him out in some really key ways. Yeah. For sure. Uh, as far as, you know, offensive performances, Tommy and Sean played a great game. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Sean threw that one pick on that, that trick played, but, I mean, that was getting a little bit cute for that, what we were kind of game we were playing there. Oh, yeah. It seemed like it'd be like first, second down – you had one quarterback, and then third, fourth down, it'd be another quarterback. I know that's not exactly how it was going, but, but it felt that way for a minute. But really, they played a darn good game. And your guy. Ooh. Are we going we gonna to talk about him right now? Let's talk about him you right wanna now. You want to say it together? 
Orange Julius Davis. Oh my God, my dude, Orange Julius Davis showed up on the scene today when it was time to shut this game down and say we are Montana State, we are the Bobcats. He hurdles a dude just like he did against lesser teams. I saw it earlier in the season. I was like, can he do this consistently? Is this just because we're playing against scrubs? And then he shows up against the number four team in the country, and he leaps over the entire team and gets almost to the end zone. I wish he, I wish he could have taken that thing all the way in there. Oh, gosh, yeah, that would have been – if he would have taken that for a touchdown. But that was – I mean, that hurdle – the way he recovered afterward and took it, I mean, he went, took it all the way down to the five yard line. That's on ESPN. Yeah, that's gotta make sports that's, center. That was da-na-na, awesome. Da na na. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Julius Davis, twelve for one ten and a touchdown. I mean, he all that guy does is churn out yards. He puts he puts his shoulder pads down. And those legs are just pumping, mm-hmm. and he is gonna get you. I mean, basically anywhere from five to seventy yards a carry, mm-hmm. de- depending on what he, what the play looks like. But he just never gives up on a play. He just goes and goes and goes. Yeah, I- I'm impressed with him. He just keeps those legs churning, and then it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's the he's the I think he's the next big thing for running backs in Montana State. I mean, this because, guy and it is such a deep room that it's it like I, lo- I love Julius Davis. I love the attitude. I love the swagger. I like how he puts up these highlights and everything. But then we've got when is Lane Sumner's going to be coming back soon? He, I yeah I, I haven't heard much about him, but well, we got him and we got Jared White. Yeah, and we've got Marquee. Elijah Elliott. Right. And Elijah yeah. Elliott, I don't know if you saw his story that they just put out. Yeah, that um, was like, pretty cool. It is, it is an amazing story. Like, the, the journey that he had to go through just to get to his time in Montana State and the way that Brett Vegan and everybody in the Montana State crew treated him showed exactly why Bobcat culture matters. Why cat culture is like a real thing and it brings really great human beings let alone football players to this program yeah no exactly and you know and and that's how deep it is elijah elliott didn't even get a carry tonight he never took the ball once and you you bring lane sumner back to this room and all of a sudden you're talking about five legitimate running backs that can do big things Mm -hmm. i mean the the running the running back room is set and they're ready to roll and they're proving it week in and out. We're, we're well over three hundred yards rushing again. Mm-hmm. The offensive line is absolutely churning and yeah. balling, guys. The ground game is on fire. It is, and and they've stacked up that offensive line because they know that the running game is so important. But and then we talk about the wide receivers and the wide receivers are also super talented. Yeah, once again, Ty McCullough yeah. is he's just a clutch play machine. Cleveland Thomas, perfect complement on the other side. Trey yeah. Pickering, unfortunately we didn't get to see the Alaskan assassin today, yeah. but hopefully he's back soon because this is the offense is a well-oiled machine full of highly athletic freaks that yeah. can take the ball and do whatever they want with it. During the first half, I think we were looking at them, and you said to me, I think the Bobcats just collect a team of insane athletes. 
And they are. And I was like, every like I can't disagree. Because every single person you look at on that team, you look at their arms, you look at the legs, you look at the way they move, you look at everything that they do, and they are just pure athletes. Yeah. And like, I guarantee any of them could, like, pick up a baseball bat and swing it and knock out a home run. Yeah. Or they could drive a, a golf ball 300 yards. They're just natural, coordinated yeah. athletes that could do anything. Yeah. And we should have Taco back soon. Yeah. Really, really Shout soon. out Taco Dollar. Yeah. First Bobcat player to follow us on X. Let's go. Let's go, Taco. Thank you so much. You're from my hometown of Billings, Montana. I never met you. Uh, I think I moved out of Billings before you were growing up. You were probably in like the sixth grade when I moved out. But thank you, Taco Dollar. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Um, yeah. We, like, team stats, it goes down to... So, the Bobcats kill it on the ground, obviously. 328 yards. 200 yards of rushing for the for Sac State. It's funny. 328 yards rushing. I'm pretty sure they averaged 325. Boom. Num- you know, we got a top five matchup here. Mm-hmm. And we drop our... Av- you know, we're right at our Slightly average. above average. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you can't you can't stop it. I mean, I Sac State is still considered more of an offensive team, I guess. Um, nobody that I've heard of was touting their defense a whole lot defense, before this started. Their defense looked good in the first half. Oh yeah, their defensive line looked insane in the yeah, first half. And once Cats, you know, buttoned her down and really took off, it. They couldn't stop them, but they were harassing them pretty good there in the first half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, once again, just running it down their throats. The running backs doing their job. The quarterbacks having a great game. So I'm just so pleased with how the offense is functioning right Mm -hmm. now. It's it's super good. The defense showed up in, in, like, key moments. Yeah. Whenever they needed to be there, they were there. Yeah. Um... Remember right before you asked, have we had any sacks in this game? And I was like, I don't know. I don't remember any sacks. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, from the from the bleachers on the left side, I think Brody Gruby came out of there and just tackled the dude. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, we had a sack. Yeah. And I was like, shout out yeah. Brody Grebo, <laughs> Greeby, Millstone's finest right there. Yeah. No, and that was a that was a big sack. And, you know, I hope that... I hope that we can get more going forward because we need to get more pressure on that quarterback. We just have to. Yeah. and But throughout the season, we've always been that team that did. Yeah. So I, I don't think we will have trouble, like, getting back to the mean, like, finding our finding our level and actually becoming that team again. And I, I think this is a this is a one-week thing where we're only going to have to worry about us getting to the quarterback this yeah. one time. And maybe, I guess maybe we should give some credit to Sac State's offensive line. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, you know, they kept him out. They kept that quarterback pretty darn clean. Gave him some running lanes. You know, I think, I think bottom line, just keep building every week on what we're doing good and what the, you know, and trying to make things great. Yeah. Because the offense is doing it, the secondary and linebackers are all over the place. Really hope Danny 
nothing super serious. Heard it. It's probably an arm yeah. song and a sling on the broadcast. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's not nothing too serious or season ending or anything like that. Love to have him back. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure he'll be back if possible. You know? Yeah. Um, was there any thoughts you had about this game? Any other ones? I guess in a recap, basically, and I, and I, you look, you guys saw my bets out there on on Twitter X. I kind, this is kind of what I expected to happen. Yeah. I still think Montana Sports Pet putting a ten and a half point spread on this deal, and I, I guess you you saw the. They added a, quite a few more bets. Yeah. But I had I had to put mine in on Wednesday. But uh, I kind of expected th- expected this to happen. Yeah. And they definitely they definitely paid me back. So mm. really happy about that. I sincerely apologize to our listeners if they just had to listen to me sneeze twice while Eric was giving that last little recap there. Um, I don't think we said the final score of this game ever, but it was 42-30 to 30, Montana State over Sacramento State. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know how the game went. Yeah. But just in case you haven't and you listened for 21 minutes already, uh, that's the score. <laughs> <laughs> and it should have been 48-30. to 30. And it should have been 48-30. Yeah. yeah, we did say, yeah, got it. Um... So, picks from last week. We had a good week compared to last week. Last week, we went three and three Big Sky picks. Yeah. This week, three and one. Let's go. So, I think our listeners are going to ask, is all we can do is put out three good picks a week? (laughs) Is that what they're going to ask us? I mean... They're going to be like, "Ah, I don't know. These guys, they don't really know anything. They they just say stuff and nothing really matters, right? (laughs) But three and one, that's pretty good. That's pretty three good. And one, three and one is a great average. I mean, we, we hit 75% of the time this week. Yeah. The only game... Okay, so we, we picked Montana State correctly. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, our only loss of the week was Idaho State versus Portland State. Should we be putting more respect on the Bengals' name? Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time. Uh, you know, I, I remember in the last one, I was talking about Shasheray and, you know, I, I was, I was pretty high on him last week cause he'd been playing so good and we, I didn't get to watch this game today, but you know, Idaho state found a way to get it done against a fairly potent Portland state offense. Uh, yeah, Idaho state, they're, they're not bad. I mean, Going, they must have something going for them. Yeah, they've been a perennial bottom dweller, and you know, I think I think they're uh, they they might have found something here. They found mm-hmm. a groove, and and they're 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 having a decent season. Oh yeah, really, I mean, really they're they're putting season. together some impressive games. I don't think it's showing up in their record. I mean, they're three and four right now. They have the same record as Portland State after this game. They're definitely middle of the table. Definitely not a bottom yeah. dweller at all. Yeah, yeah, no. But you're right. Yeah. That that will be reflected 
next time we have to pick a game on them. Yeah. Depending, <laughs> we will I, see of it. course, predicated on who they play. It's like when I was talking about Northern Arizona being so great two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to become the new Lumberjacks are the Bengals. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. The next game, which we picked correctly because we're very smart people, oh, um, was Eastern Washington over Weber State. We told you that Weber State had looked bad in several occasions. Yeah. And Eastern Washington, while not being their normal winning selves, you still have, there's got to be some of the same coaching staff. There's got to be some of the same players that were around when those winning teams were there, right? Yeah, you know, Eastern Washington has shown some real resolve in quite a few games this year. You know, I feel like we both felt pretty confident in that one, and then mm-hmm. and it showed. We were. I mean, we, we didn't take too long to pick that one. And our last uh, winning pick, Winning picks, by the way, um, was Cal Poly over Northern Colorado. Yeah, and I remember in the last episode, I was talking about the Cal Poly quarterback after he played MSU, and even though it was a total throttling. Cal Poly's quarterback is good. He's, he's a pretty good player, and Northern Colorado is not good at football. They are was, not good at the yeah, game of football. Pretty, and even in this one, but it was still just a seven-point game. Yeah. and Cal Poly was 24-17. to 17. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not trying to say that Cal Poly isn't really good or anything yeah. like that. I mean, I, I, I think we both probably kind of expected a score like that. Yeah. But felt that Cal Poly's quarterback probably would give them the edge mm-hmm. and it you know probably it turned out that way oh yeah so yeah i think i think you know, that one was pretty straightforward there yeah solidly locked it up so basically we picked three teams that any average joke could pick <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what this is right <laughs> All right, so now we're going to talk about the rest of the FCS and what went on went went on around the country. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Uh, the most glaring one is probably South Dakota State. I would call it holding off. So it was Southern Illinois, I think. Yeah, there was a seventeen ten. Yeah, seventeen ten South Dakota State over Southern Illinois. And I think the biggest thing is that they're the Salukis, right? I think. I'm pretty sure. The Salukis? I think they're called the Salukis. I don't know, I don't know if they're the Salukis. I don't yeah. know if you have to call them out like that. But they, they're some kind of dog with like a, a horse's mane. That's all I would describe it as. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that defense, they brought Mark Gronowski back here. Mm-hmm. He had... A pretty average game, fifteen to twenty-one for one sixty-one, a touchdown and a pick. Yep, and Rushing. the the touchdown was a forty-nine-yard touchdown. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rushing, he went five for negative nine. That's not the Mark Gronowski that we know. Yeah. So, I think Southern Illinois here showed a bit of a a game plan to, you know, kind of what we did. To slow down South oh, Dakota State's offense. Yeah. So that, I mean, South Dakota State still got, they still got their their win. But, yeah. you know, 
they're readable. This is the second yeah, game this it's year. A, it's a five and two year. team. A five and two team, and their losses came to Youngstown State and. Which, I'm not seeing the other one right now. It, it's South Dakota State would be the other loss. Oh, that's who they lost. Yeah. But uh, Youngstown, they lost to University of South Dakota last week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, South maybe South Dakota is even better than we thought. They they could be they could be a quality team for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think they really are. Uh, North Dakota State pounded a bottom dweller. Well, whatever. Yeah. Don't need to talk about that. Uh, North Dakota got destroyed coming off a massive win against North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. I, would you call that a – is that their Super Bowl hangover? I don't know. I don't know if that's where you come from a team that you beat and it's a big rivalry game and then you have to travel to you and I after that. Um, I know teams tend to struggle – in those arenas because the arenas have that that weird turf that they lay down yeah you know what i'm talking about i mean it's, this it's, it's just like you're getting tackled on cement it's like what the guys in the nfl are dealing with when they play over in london at tottenham right um, they it's the same thing in north dakota state terrible field to play on and you've got the same thing at you and i and North Dakota University in North Dakota just doesn't show up at all in that game. They, Twenty-seven to zero. It was they got pounded. Yeah, they See, got rode hard and put away wet. I mean, it was it was a butt kicking. Do you see a team get pounded that struggled against Weber State? Right. And that same team beat North Dakota State. It it just it plays more and more into the fact that North Dakota State is really falling by the wayside this season. It's it's something we haven't seen in a while, and I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love it. And that's <laughs> one thing. I don't care what you are for a fan base. Everybody can get behind. We love it when North Dakota State sucks. Yep. That is a great time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's a great one. time in FCS football. Yeah. Another one stands out is uh, Harvard went down. Harvard's kind of, they've been pretty darn good this year. Princeton got them. The Princeton Tigers. Oh, the Ivy League matchup. Uh-huh. The Princeton Tigers took them down. Usually the Princeton Tigers have a pretty good basketball team, but this yeah. year. Which uh, actually, the Harvard-Princeton game is actually they pick 11 guys and they go again in an athletics comp. Contest on oh, the, on the that's what they do. They have just like they put up an equation on yep. the board, and that's actually how they they finish it yeah. up. First one to get it done gets seven points. <laughs> yeah. No extra points. They get rid of kickers in this one. <laughs> Shout out the limit does not exist. You know, yeah. And mean girl fans out there. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't really have anything else that stands out to you on those. No, those I, I I didn't see any scores that really stood out to me at all. So we can go to our Big Sky Conference picks for next week. I do think there will be a, a bit of adjustment in the rankings coming up. Uh, Sac State probably fall. Yeah, they would have to. Which probably means 
you know who from over the mountains. On a bye week. Hashtag Bobby, Bobcats for Bobby. Yeah, Bobcats for Bobby. Um, they're going to take gonna a step up. I don't know why, but they're going to be on a bye, and they're probably going to take a step up. Uh, they did have an impressive win against Idaho, but we will see what Idaho actually is next week for right. sure. Yeah. Um, alternating picks all start off. Uh, I'm going to start from the bottom of my list here, and it is the Sac State-Idaho State game, which I didn't think would be a tough pick until the display that Idaho State put on this week. The Bengals have shown that they are to be respected. You're not supposed to disrespect them. Yeah. But I feel like Sacramento State is going to be on a mission after this game. Oh, yeah. They're going to be on a major mission. They're away for the game. Nope, they're they're at home. Yep, they're at home for this game. And I think that is going to be a major factor for them, and Sac State is going to give those fans that showed up tonight for ESPN2 football against Bobcat Nation they're going to give them a show, and they're going to show them that they are an actual team. Sac State. Oh, yeah. I have absolutely no doubt. I know we talked about giving some respect to Idaho State. I bet Sac State is going to destroy them. Yeah. They... Sac State is still a quality team, mm-hmm. and Idaho State is showing that they can compete with the lower. You know, We thought they might be the lowest team. But in fact, they're they're not the lowest, but they're still they're very competitive. Yeah, Sac State's just a different a different bear, I think. Mm. And I think I think Sac State probably wins. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a twenty point win, but pretty convincingly, you know, ten to fourteen would probably be fair for a team like Sac State to win by. Yeah, check out the spread and see if that matters. Yeah, (laughs) if it were me, I wouldn't bet it. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't bet it either. Um, next one is UC Davis versus Northern Arizona. I think, I think on this one, you know, is it at Northern Arizona? Does it say? It is at Northern Arizona. Okay. You know, last time I picked Northern Arizona because of home field advantage. I was wrong. So I'm going to go with my gut here, and I'm going to say UC Davis goes down to Northern Arizona and takes care of business. Northern Arizona takes care of it. At home? That's the pick? No, UC Davis goes to Northern Arizona and takes care of business. Oh, okay. I think Northern Arizona loses this game. I, I, I I don't have a clue how close this one will be, but I think UC Davis can figure out a way to get it done. That's perfect. Where they got think? they got quality players at UC Davis. I think they have all the tools to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Um our next one is both teams at three and four. Eastern Washington versus Portland State. Let me just interject here quick. 
I'm glad you have to make the first prediction. <laughs> you're, you're glad that I'm the one that has to pick this game. Because it, because <laughs> Eastern we, Washington is kind of an anomaly to me at this point. They're an enigma, yeah. not an anomaly. Um, I, I don't know who Eastern Washington is at this point. And they, they pulled off this win for us last week. And I, I almost want to ride that train, but I know... The quarterback at Portland State and the quality skill players they have on offense. And I don't know which direction I want to go on this thing. It is, it's a really tough one because they beat Weber State with that 31. They obviously can put up points when they have to. I think I'm going to ride Eastern Washington. I think I'm going to stick with them. Next week, Eastern Washington's the pick. I'm probably going to look stupid, but I'm saying that the Vikings are going to go down to Eastern Washington. Lock it in. I agree. Oh, I didn't think I was going to get agreement. I definitely didn't think I was. (laughs) Eastern Washington's going to win this game. I've said it all along. I thought Eastern Washington was a little bit better than... They weren't getting the respect that they deserved. I think Eastern Washington is going to handle... I I think it'll be competitive. I think that'll be a tight one and probably a pretty fun one to watch. Mm -hmm. There could be quite a few points scored in this one. But I think think Eastern Washington... Is is that at Eastern Washington? It is at Portland State. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. It's a road game for them, but it's, it's it's not a super far trip. Yeah, if you want to watch it... You don't have to watch a godforsaken red field. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, the only sad part is that it's at the exact same time as the Montana State game, so yeah, probably won't window. probably won't watch a single toss second of that window. game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next game up is Montana versus Northern Colorado. <sighs> Boy, I wish we got cupcake teams like that. That Northern Colorado is the worst team in the Big Sky Conference. That isn't an argument anymore. There's, they're just bad at football. Montana's going to roll them. Yeah. Big time. They're still, they're 0-7, aren't they? Yeah, they are 0-7. Yeah. And they are going to Washington Grizzly Stadium. Now watch it. If, what, what happens if Northern Colorado goes into Washington Grizzly <laughs> and, and they beat them, yo. do you want to know what happens? Let, the Grizz will probably move up in the rankings. <laughs> they, they could lose to Northern Colorado. And I'm sure the coaches would be like, well, it's it's Montana, right? University of Montana. Well, uh, I think yeah. they're going to move up in the rank. I think they're they're actually probably better than Montana State if they lose to them. You know, <laughs> like, I think... All I want for Christmas is that Northern Colorado wins in Washington Grizzly. <laughs> I mean, I think we should say a quick Our Father, a couple Hail Marys, and just make that happen. Exactly. Right now. But official prediction, Montana destroys Northern Colorado. Yeah. Big, big time. I, I think that's a pretty safe bet at this point. Agreed. 
Our final game is Montana State versus Idaho. And I am going to definitively pick Montana State in this game. It's going to be... If this if this game tonight was not a statement game, next week's game is the biggest statement they can make. Yeah. I mean to the entire country and to the fans themselves. Montana State I mean can, is there a harder schedule than having to play South Dakota State, Sac State and Idaho in one season? I've seen an argument for South Dakota State's the rest of their schedule is also pretty tough. But like we were saying last week, Montana State is playing three of the top ten teams potentially in the last five weeks of their season. Right. That is a terrible schedule I have to go into, and most of those games are on the road. Well, and we played the number one team. We played the number three team in Sac State and now we're going to play a former number three team in Idaho yep. now we we were recording during the Idaho Montana game and that thing got pretty heated after we finished up it got yeah. close in Idaho you know I, I, Idaho not, still had a chance they in did. the fourth quarter and Montana not saying they didn't you know that they got lucky or anything but Idaho is a better team than what we saw during that game. Yeah. Idaho is a very good team. They were a very good team last year. They're a better team this year. I'm not sure what happened. I mean, there were some pretty... There were some, there were some plays in that game that you wouldn't expect from a team like Idaho. Mm-hmm. They, they did some boneheaded moves. I, just, I don't see that happening two weeks in a row. All right, I guess, you know. Not two weeks in a row, but, you know, Montana, Montana State, week in between. I have a feeling Idaho's going to come out swinging. Yeah. And they're going to want some blood, but we saw it tonight. Mm-hmm. Montana State just, they're just too athletic at every position. Mm-hmm. It, it just is hard for me to imagine that they would they could let them bully them and at any phase of the game you know i think we have got to get pressure on that quarterback and our dbs if they play like they did tonight hopefully they play like they did tonight and lock down that passing game cuz idaho's got a legit wide receiver they got a legit quarterback yep and as long as our defensive line can overpower them and our offense just continues the status quo, I think I think we'll handle it. Ultimately, it's going to come down to that. Yeah. Is if we can get to the quarterback consistently, which I believe we can, with our guys like Seabass, our boy, yeah, who is still yet to follow us, but like. I still believe in him. You know, my all-time number one interview for this podcast is Seabass. Yeah. You know, I want to see Sebastian Valdez in person. If not, I would love to see him on a Zoom call. Um, and then Brody Groupie's going to get back there. Oh, yeah. You I think know. so. You know. Askelson is going to make things happen. It's It's going to be a game where those dudes have to shine. Yeah. 
You know, I think Rylan Ort's primed to take a, you know, he's already got quite the spotlight right now. He continues week in and week out. This dude's legit. I expect him to have a pretty big game back there in the back, in the, in the secondary. You were just saying tonight, potentially, he could be an NFL player. I think so. Ty Okada seems to be being pretty successful, and I wouldn't say Rylan Ort is any you know worse than Ty Okada. No, I th- I think it's a pretty fair comparison. Yeah, I think I mean the way he's playing right now, his I mean his ball hawking skills. The guy is anytime there's a chance for an interception, it seems like it's Ty Okada getting it, or he's near it. Right, you know, he's either near the ball or he has the ball in his hands. Yeah, you know, he he's a very good player, and he could be that NFL type dude. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, Rylan Ort, he's everywhere all the time. I, I mean, he's got the potential to be a game wrecker in any any given game, and and tonight again, he got a pick tonight. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think I, I'm per. I'm so confident that Montana State gets this done, mm-hmm. and I at Idaho. Yeah, I wish the game was at Bobcat Stadium, but it would be amazing if it was. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would that would be a a must go to. Yeah. But, um. So we just have to say, kind of wrap things up. Um. Catch us on X. Slash Twitter, slash whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, like, subscribe, subscribe, give us a five star review, sign up for those downloads. Um, anything else you want to say to the people? Um, I got one more. Oh, we, we forgot. To, we need to start. I don't know what's going on, but Montana State. Has got to get names on the back of those jerseys. They have to put them on, at least for away games. It's time. It's time. For sure. I don't know if we need to start an official campaign. We might have to. But I would love to see some names come to the back of those jerseys. Just a little bit more recognition for the guys. Yeah. give Our give, guys doing it. They deserve it. I mean, who doesn't want to see a, a Greeby, a Valdez, a... An or a Tommy, or I guess Malat, uh, Chambers, uh, you name it. I mean, I just want to see name. You know, we're pretty good with numbers. You know, remembering who the numbers are and everything. But it, but we still have a Google document that yeah. we pull up every single time, yeah. or we're not sure. Like, okay, so there's a number two on offense, number two on defense. We have to like think about it. Yeah, for a second. So we we even have a Google Doc where you have to look up the numbers. Right. Let's let's get the names on the back of those jerseys. Mm-hmm. That's... Shout out to it. <laughs> 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 let the let the guys know. I mean, it matters for like everything when it comes to NFL recruiting and all that stuff. Yeah, because those more, guys aren't going to know. The more you get seen, especially with your name on a jersey, the more remembered you are, and it's just easier for everybody if you have your name on your jersey. Plus, I mean, I'm not a football player; never really was. But I feel like if I was, it'd be pretty cool to have my name on my jersey. <laughs> it does help out a lot. <laughs> um, just 
for the sake of acknowledgement of these guys that show up and give everything for this team. But if anybody has the argument against this, yeah, I would love to hear it because we can't really think of a reason why Montana State doesn't have those names on the jersey. So if you could send us those questions, yeah. send, send us any kind of response on any platform, we will respond in the next episode for sure. Yeah. The only real thing I can think of is like a money thing or something. But, I mean, Bobcat Stadium's pushing 22,000 people on any given day. I feel like they can spring a few stitches. <laughs> they don't have any problem filling up that stadium. No. If there's names on the jerseys, I did it's see, not going to make people not show up to the game. Speaking of attendance, I did see the you know record, or not record, but average FCS attendance. Jackson State, number one. Washington Grizzly number two, Bobcat Stadium number three. And we're looking for that number one spot. Let's close As that. As always. Close that end zone in. Yeah. Close it in. Get some more seats. Let's get those let's get those players some names on their jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Let's get those names on those jerseys. <laughs> and let's get those numbers up. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Cat Spot. Adios.